0: Hey, you guys, I'm Pat Palapoy. I'm the fishing manager at the Sandy Shields, Utah store, and you're listening to Shields Outdoors podcast. Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors Podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and today we are joined by Sandy, Utah fishing manager Pat Polipoy. I had the pleasure of meeting Pat a couple months back at our Shields Archery University, which is a training session for our associates on all things archery, and Pat is a character. I mean that in the best possible way. We're going to have some fun today, talk a little fishing, a little hunting, a few good stories. Hopefully, we're going to get to a story on a pretty famous musician that stopped by on a shift. Pat, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with Shields?
0: No doubt, Mike. Let's get straight into it. So I'm Pat Polipoy. Um I'm the Sandy Fishing uh, Manager in Utah. Um, I've, been with the, I've been with Shields for about two and a half years now. Um, same thing. I met Mike Redd at the Shields Archer University. And man, it's been a blast working at Shields. Shields is by far the best retailer I've ever worked for.
1: Oh, that's great to hear! Hey, I'd like to dive a little bit into your uh, into your experience with Archery University. First of all, like how long you've been bow hunting, how you got into it, and then kind of just your overall impression of of how that Archery University went.
0: No doubt, yeah. So I've been so surprisingly, I got into archery when I first started at Shields. So I started at Shields about two two and a half years ago. And I've been steady with it. I've had bought a VXR last year. This year I have a I have a V3. And so it's just been one of those things where it's a a new hobby, a new addiction that you end up getting into. That's how it is at Shields, though. You end up getting into one hobby and then you get into another. Or just Shields that one stop shop for about everything. And so you have a way to justify getting yourself into any type of hobby you can get yourself into. And Archery seems to be my favorite one right now. Archery University though, man, that was <laughs> that was a blast man they so all archery university is for us here at shields is um shields does a really awesome job about getting these vendors to come together and these vendors will come out and teach us firsthand in a classroom on just everything we need to know about all the new archery equipment how to set up a bow how to even tie a d loop just small little small small things and that just help you prepare yourself um for the season because it was awesome how they planned it it was out in june our season started in august and so it was Perfect timing to get us set up and it's awesome, like I said, to have all these vendors there right at your feet, like just just right in front of you just to teach you every little thing you can know about a bow, um, know about bow hunting, know about camouflage, stuff like that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm, yep,
1: yeah, it's just it's crazy the crash course you get in stuff like, you know, meeting all the vendors, learning about all the new products and just getting, you know, jacked about the things out there that can get people really good and step up their game in archery. And then just learning things like how to build a bow is just super valuable and fun. Like I'd been bow hunting for a long time, but there was, there was definitely a ton of things that I learned on that and just, just fun at the same time. Like when you're putting in like 12, 13 hour shifts there, but you know, at parts you're doing things like shooting foo-foo arrows at, uh, at like targets flying in the air with a recurve. It's like pretty sweet. <laughs>
0: Okay, man, you you can't forget about the food. Ooh. Oh man, the food—breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Man, that was not saying all the archery stuff was the best. That was a highlight, but man, the food they had there was part delectable. Man, mm-hmm. it was it was awesome there.
1: <laughs> there you go. What was your favorite thing about archery? You
0: ah oh, man, that was it was a lot. It was mostly, I guess, the biggest thing was just being able to we have we we had a bunch of new uh, employees get in and so a lot of them are new to archery um and just to be able to have all those new t- like industry tips industry things that you can't really find anywhere else on YouTube and stuff like that just being being able to bring that back home to our store and now have everyone else know that in our shop and be able to be that much better compared to any other retailer that I've seen and so that was awesome for me and then the second one i would say oh man everything was fun there man I mean we had we had that little shoot off uh, with Hoyt where we shot at that goblin at 50 yards which was a blast even though I missed um, <laughs> uh, I'd probably say the next one was going to be that I, I'd say that Matthews so Matthews had that uh, shootout that we had they had the uh, beginner intermediate and then the expert shoot I was just in a in little intermediate class and I was when I forget the I forget the guy's name but I was shooting back and forth with him for that little quote unquote championship round and then man having all those shields associates right behind your back man i've never experienced target panic like that in my life
1: and <laughs> yeah it's really that kind trigger of, yeah it's really kind of a moment of truth and pressure situation and and that uh that was actually one of my two favorites as well like i i went in and lining up going against all these associates like they're in the archery shop just about every day and, you know, going up, lining up, shooting. And, you know, I show up here, Oh, it's Mike from marketing, he sits in an office all day. What's he going to do? And like, I ripped that first target, hit the bullseye, made it to the next round. They're <laughs> like, oh, okay, so this guy might know what he's doing, you know? So, and then I get like, got to the final round, like it was just me and one other dude and I'm, and they, they made the bullseyes like way smaller. It was like the size of a golf yeah. ball and we had to hit it at 50 yards. And I, I missed that circle by like, it was almost touching. It was like freaking millimeters. And oh, so I was like, Oh, I wanted it so bad. Miss uh, so close. But yeah, that was, that was fun. And then the other one I really liked was, um, was with Cody Dequisto of, uh, of XOP just showing all like, the stuff they have for the mobile hunting game and the progression oh, that's yeah. been happening there. Just wild. Like they got these little clips that go onto your belt loop and uh and you can put your sticks on there and climb up and it'll like free swing and just be ready at a moment's notice. And like all the, the like the Molly systems on their straps. It's just it's so much more efficient nowadays. It's just really cool.
0: A hundred percent, man. I say that I got one more. I think I think that last one that I'd say for just. I mean, it was a blast. The whole thing was a blast. But man, the Rambo bikes.
1: Oh Went yeah, Rambo.
0: that was man. You were in the same group as I was too, and that was man. It was a blast just to go out. It b- bikes like that. I mean, we carry them in the store, but it's hard for us to be able to get out there on the field and use them. And for us to be out there and be able to use them, and keep in mind, Mike, I'm a big guy, man. <laughs> I was. I was I was going fast, man. That thing had a twin turbo or something, man. I was, I think I hit 19 miles per hour on that thing, and I think we ended up getting one at the store. And man, that thing's gonna be game changing for whether it's shed hunting or just hunting, you know. And it's 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 awesome. That was a fun little experience that I had was just riding those bikes for a couple miles.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. That was the first time I'd ever been on one of those e-bikes too, and it just like ripping around on it is super fun. But when you think about it from like. A hunting perspective it, it is truly game-changing because like for an example like if you're if you're hunting big wood stuff like just to cruise through those trails and just be super stealthy and just park it right at the base of your stand or you know like set it aside in some bushes or whatever just like you are not detected they're gonna hear like the deer will hear you stepping through the woods usually but it's like you know you're just you're just breezing on through saving time and then i think about it like in the badlands too You know, because I like to hunt mule deer out out west and, uh, you know, just being able to trek in a couple of miles and just be there quicker and not like all sweated up and stuff. Game changer.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. They even had those, uh, the doe urine um, little tabs you could put on the wheels so you just wouldn't have any marks of anything. You wouldn't smell like rubber. It wouldn't smell like metal, nothing. So that was, that was awesome.
1: Mhm. Very cool. So, uh, you know, to, to kind of go away from archery a little bit and get to your, uh, get to like your position. So how did you, how did you get started with the fishing shop stuff and like what, what got you into fishing to begin with?
0: Yeah, man. So got me into fishing. I was, um, I was a boy scout. Um, and so I kind of did a little bit of fishing here and there. Um, not a whole lot. I think I went two times before boy scouts and then uh, I ended up having a scout master. Uh, uh, brother Naveen, he uh, he ended up taking me out. It's like, hey, you know, let's go fishing. So at the time, my grandpa was like, hey, you seem like you'd be good at fishing. Let's uh, let's go to Shields. And that wasn't my first combo. My first rod and reel I ended up getting at Shields back when we first opened up, um, in Sandy, and ended up going up there, man. And he, my grandpa, bawled out, man. He was like, oh yeah, went up to the Shields expert at the time, uh, which I think was one of our ASLs, but I can't. I I haven't told him yet, but I think it was him that helped me like, gosh, it was at almost 10 years ago. And he ended up getting me into, this is the jankiest thing you'll ever hear, but (laughs) I got into a Shimano Stratic, a $200 reel. And then, uh, what was it? A Shields Pro Angler rod, which is about 29 bucks. So I just got this uber nice reel with this this lower end rod. And man, I, I felt like I was just the guy man i felt like i was the best fisherman out there i felt like johnny candle man i was i was going out there and just catching these small little trout and that's what got me into it um, and then for shields like trying to get myself into the market for she like the fishing market i'm a giant tackle nerd man like that's fishing's my main thing um archery's getting there you know pretty much almost there too being my main thing but man i am a gear junkie i'm a ner- i'm a tackle nerd i could tell you everything down to what size split ring spro uses on the rk crowd just weird stuff like that
1: <laughs> very and, nice sounds like you're in the right spot then
0: oh yeah i agree and so i started at 16 i worked at a couple other places and at a couple other tackle shops and i ended up it was always at these other tackle shops that i worked at it's like oh you're wanting this stuff you're wanting this high-end stuff you're wanting this high demand stuff sorry we don't got it go to shields go, go to it kind of just got to be a joke where none of the places that i worked didn't have any of this good stuff and no one that knew what they're talking about and so i'm like huh if i'm gonna tell these customers to go to shields maybe i should go to shields and so i ended up applying there uh what was it back in 20 2019 so i applied there in 2019 um ended up getting the job um at, at the sandy shields but it was kind of funny how i got it um our old store leader i don't know if he'll remember this but Corey tweed and sat me down for my first interview And he's like, "Hey, man, I used to bass fish. I can say you. I know you like to bass fish. I used to have a bass boat. This, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, but there was this. He he was telling me, yeah, there's a small little bait. Looks like this. He he just drew it out right there. He's like, yeah, I don't know. They discontinued him a couple years ago. I'm like, oh, the storm chug bug. And he's like, I think so. And I'm like, he was naming this kind of like, oh, it's a storm chug bug and a clown, right? And he was." he was obviously testing me like he was he was testing me to see if i was that real fishing expert because i mean you got to know what that bait is man if if you're gonna if you're gonna fish you got to know what that bait is and he ended up saying yeah you're you're hired let's go let's go (laughs) sign the paperwork and so that just that just made me ecstatic and so i started it it was part-time um and then about it i'd say this march is when i started as a full-time fishing manager uh for a shield store
1: okay very cool Very cool. So, um, you know, fishing in Utah, that just, it really intrigues me. It seems like a place that you can just do a ton of different things. Like you guys have, I believe you got like ice fishing, fly fishing, regular fishing, don't you?
0: Oh yeah. So we got all three of them. So we got, I mean, you got your regular regular conventional fishing. We got lots and lots and lots of fly fishing out here, which is super fun. Um, and then we got ice fishing, But to context this, our ice fishing and our regular fishing is nowhere near where your guys' is. You guys out in North Dakota, man, I need to get out there. Your guys' ice fishing is, ooh, I I like it. I like your guys' ice fishing. I see your guys' Shields Outdoors videos on it, and man, it just gets me pumped even though I'm in small Utah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As far as fishing though, I mean, predominantly here, I mean, Utah's, Utah's awesome. You got a little bit of everything. You want to go do some lake trout fishing, you got Flaming Gorge. You want to do some walleye fishing, we got starvation, Willard, Deer Creek. Um, We got a little bit of bass fishing here and there. Um, Then fly fishing, man, that's the bread and butter, I feel like. Trout fishing in general for Utah is kind of our bread and butter. Um, Got the Green River, which is awesome. You got the Provo River, we got, man, we we have everything. You can go take those fly rods out for big striped bass at Lake Powell. Take out a seven or an eight weight, and when they start boiling up, man, (laughs) that's a fun time out there
1: yeah um, i believe it i mean i i think what we need to do now is i need to head out to utah and you show me how to trout fish on flies oh man. And, then, and then you come here in the winter and i'll i'll take you out basin fishing for crappies and blah blah blah. a blast that's,
0: that, that sounds like a deal I, <laughs> I like that that's a good proposition
1: there we go perfect um so what is uh what's your favorite species to target out there
0: So my favorite type of fish is just going to be a, I'd say smallmouth bass. So I used to tournament fish more club than actual big giant circuits like BASS or TBF and stuff like that. But I'd say smallmouth bass, man, that's what we have a lot of trout. And so I kind of wanted to, my my early years were all trout fishing, kind of wanted to separate myself a little bit and, you know, just expand. And I ended up finding all these YouTube videos and all these Guggen squad all these guys out in what was it 2012 they, Google squad was a thing back then, but all these YouTubers in 2012, they were awesome fishing channels, man. And it was kind of weird. I'm like, Oh, well, that's not a trout. And they were all catching these large mouths, small just giant fish, man. And I'm like, huh? I wonder if we have bass in Utah. And so I ended up going out to this one Lake. My grandpa took me almost every single day for a whole summer to this one Lake. And the last week before I had to start school in that summer, I ended up catching one largemouth man, and I was hooked. I ended up going out and trying to catch a smallmouth, and after after catching a smallmouth compared to a largemouth man, about a pound, a pound largemouth versus a pound smallmouth, that pound smallmouth, I thought I had a
1: 10-pound largemouth on.
0: But I was new at the time, and so, man, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, I'd say a smallmouth bass. How about you?
1: Yeah, so smallmouth bass is fun. I've have started to get into bass fishing. I was you know like when I grew up, I was I was just I was a big walleye guy because because my parents were we'd head up to, uh, to like Lake of the Woods and we would just we'd go walleye fishing a lot pulling pulling spinner eggs and and things like that and I, I, there's always a place in my heart for walleye fishing, but I've started to get into bass a lot because like we've got oh my in laws have this lake place and um, and I've started paddleboard bass fishing and that's that's I think that's my new favorite because like I did I just started learning how to use a paddleboard last year and then I was like all right we got all these like lily pads and reeds and docks and stuff and it's all like paddleboarding distance away from from our lake place so like I'd go out and I just get you know like I got a I got a bait caster now and like I really enjoy using chatterbaits so I I'd, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd go out with a I'd go out with a chatterbait and my one baitcaster go out on the paddleboard and like you know going by docks and reeds and lily pads and stuff and it took a while for me to catch my first fish but like it's it, it's so fun because like they'll they'll go around all over the place and they'll pull you around on the paddleboard and the last time I went out I got I got like right out in front of our dock the next dock over is like. It's a big community one, so there's like 20 boats there. And there's like all this great cover, and I got, you know, right on the edge of it. And um, you know, through what I thought was a great cast, and I just got, I just got rocked. So I set the <laughs> hook on it, and like and it twists me to the side. And I'm, I'm battling this thing, and my in-laws are literally sitting on the deck watching this. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, oh, please don't screw this up. Please don't screw this up. And, and like I'm trying to land the thing, and it was like, it was at least three pounds, probably like somewhere between three to four pounds. And I pull that thing out of the water, just like triumphant oh oh I can't (laughs) believe I did this oh and and what I usually yeah what I usually do is like I'll I'll take my phone and I'll bring a Ziploc bag and I'll put and I'll put my phone in in the Ziploc and put it in like a cargo pocket but this is literally like the first time that I didn't bring my phone so I'm like I can't even take a picture of this thing it's like epic selfie time here but i just missed opportunity fumbled the bag
0: <laughs> i get it dude oh
1: fumbled it but yeah it was so fun but you know like the the paddleboard bass is great i'm also huge into rip jigging for walleye like love 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 rip jigging for walleye
0: that's a that's a super the way you guys jig for walleye is <laughs> It's super meticulous. It's almost methodical. It's it's awesome. I like how you do that. And then to your paddleboarding thing, dude. I got I got a lot of respect for you, man. <laughs> like I said, pretext. I'm a big guy, dude. I took out a, a, a inflatable paddle paddleboard last year, and man, I th- I feel like I've got a mean hook set. Like I've got a mean hook set. Mm-hmm. And so I went out and I, I I don't even know what I was. No, I was fishing a football jig at a place called Manaway. I'm out there, man, and I just get thumped. And, dude, I was – man, I don't know who I – I was – gosh, the Hulk, Thanos, someone. I set that hook like there was no tomorrow and I fell right off that thing. So, <laughs> a, dude, I was drenched. So, I don't know how you do it, man. You've got a lot of balance. It must – I don't know. You're better than I am in that. I, I, ugh.
1: Uh, oh, I don't know if I'd say better, but it, it does take a little bit to get it figured out and – I missed so many fish right away because I ha- I wasn't able to get into the hook set just for, like, fear of falling in. You know, like, I, I remember this one time, like, I was, I was next to this dude's dock. He was, like, doing some work on this dock, and I'm, like, paddling in all stealthy, and he's got some lily pads probably, like... Oh, 100, 150 feet away from his dock. And I just, I cast out and I hit this perfect little gap in the lily pads and like two cranks. And I just got rocked and set the hook. And it was it was a nice bass. I mean, uh, another like three four three four pounder. I'm gonna say it was a ten pounder because that's what you say, right?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> what it, hey, it was a ten pounder. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, it was it was it was all ten pounds for sure. But like, I set the hook and I'm like, oh, this is a nice one. And I give it a couple of cranks, and that thing shoots out of the water like full out, like good six inches to a foot out of the water and it just shakes his head spits my lure out and oh. i'm like i'm just so disappointed at this point and and then all of a sudden like the guy over at fixing his dock is like oh that sucks man that was a nice fish <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude i'm telling you whenever whenever fish jump and spit that hook out i don't know maybe i hope maybe it's you too but it happens in slow-mo i feel like for me
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it almost does it's like it's such a roller coaster of emotions like you're so excited you see that fish jump out of the water with your hook in its mouth and then all of a sudden it spits it and it's just like straight down that dive of the roller coaster
0: oh man it oh i'm starting to get flashbacks man that's oh
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean like when when we're ready to f- you know like when we're filming this here it's like just about hunting seasons open up like my brain has been just like straight into hunt mode but now we're starting talking about this bass stuff and it's like wow oh, man i want to go fishing again
0: <laughs> <laughs> i oh. feel that dude I, i'm right there with you
1: yep i need yeah.
0: to go to a water hole and take a take a rod with you if you're gonna go camp a water hole or something like that hopefully there's some bass in it
1: oh there you yeah, go I'm maybe hunting. like a maybe like a midday fishing break or something
0: oh yeah that's that. that's a good idea yeah
1: Mm, we there. came
0: up with that idea
1: <laughs> yeah there we go we're gonna put a patent on that one. Oh yeah <laughs> oh funny so um you know just like working in the fishing shop what sort of uh what sort of changes and developments have you seen what's what sort of people are coming in there now are you seeing uh are you seeing a lot of new people getting into fishing
0: oh yeah man so the fluctuation of people coming in from the regulars now to the regulars and just new people it's it's awesome i'm i'm all for it man having everyone go out and fish because the more people that are fishing now there's more demand for stocking bass um making another making bigger lakes uh just doing stuff like that there's more money to be put in and a hundred percent i think across the u.s it's it's kind of like your pastime now i think your covid pastime is either just going out and camping or just fishing man i to feel like that's the easy one of the easiest things you can get into um back when covid first started it i mean Generally, I mean, if you're six feet from, if you're less than six feet from someone that's casting, you're going to get hit with the fishing rod. And so that, I mean, it, fishing it inevitably brings out social distancing. You have to social, social distance, whether it's COVID or not and fishing. And so making the best of both worlds with it. And so, yeah, man, it's been, we've had a lot, a lot, a lot. I feel like demographically, I'd say 80 to 90% of our customers that walk in are new fishermen.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: it's awesome. We got a lot of guys that work. Uh, who do we have? We got a, we got a bunch of new guys that are super knowledgeable on stuff like that. Benson and, and Riley. There's a bunch of these guys, man, and they're they're awesome at just. We've had to almost start doing training on just newer people that are getting into it because we were so used to going out and saying, "Yeah, this is why the six hundred dollar rod is nice." But now we're having to go out and kind of simple things down and kind of humble ourselves a little bit back to our roots and say, "Hey." here's a couple, here's a pack of swivels and just, you know, putting them into that stuff that we all first started out into. And so it's been, I enjoy it, man. I I hate to say it, but I enjoy getting these, some people get a little weirded out about new fishermen. Oh, there's now, now there's more fishermen going to steal my fish, but nah, I I let them steal my fish, man. I I want everyone to fish, man.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. You know, like just working in the marketing department, it's, it's so rewarding to like, get people excited about trying something new, especially, you know, fishing and hunting. Cause like, I just got a super passion for this stuff and to like, and and to share that and to get other people excited and to, you know, make you make new experiences, doing something new in the outdoors, just super rewarding.
0: Oh yeah. The best part is when they come back and they're like, dude, look, look at, look at this fish I caught or look at this deer I killed because you helped me out. And man, it's, I need to, humble my ego a little bit, but I'm always like, Oh yeah, no, no sweat. Don't worry about it. Oh, but man, it makes me feel awesome when these guys are going out and I'm like, Oh yeah, this lure I told you'd work. Not Mm -hmm. like I told you so thing, but man, it's, it's awesome having the guys come back that ended up doing really well and they, they're happy and they're thankful for it. And so it's awesome. A
1: hundred percent. And you know, I I get that a little bit too working in the social media stuff like (laughs) One that comes oh, yeah. to an example is this guy. His name's Hunter Eckert. Like last year, he was you know he's tagging shields outdoors and all these like trail cam pictures of these buck and stuff. And and he named he named one of them the Shields Buck because we we made a post on it like like, like a trail camera inspiration kind of thing. And he ends up tagging that buck. Like he, he he shot it like, I don't know, a month into the season or something like that. And he shared that shared that picture, just this gorgeous ten point buck. He's like, Hey, I tagged the Shields buck, you know, just seeing that yeah. seeing that That's, story progress. Yeah. So awesome.
0: That's awesome, man. That's kind of funny too. Shields buck.
1: Yeah, for sure. So. That guy
0: needs to be a Shields expert, man. I like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's pretty handy with a camera too. We might have to might have to work something out
0: there a little bit of recon on him <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh funny so um you know what's um so far what's been your most rewarding part of working at shields
0: Ah, uh, gosh man there's so many things like it's most I my, mean, i'm sure oh the discount the discount's awesome but man i think it's just i've never out of the two years i've been at shields i've never dreaded a day of going to work. i don't want to sound all cliche and oh yeah i've never hated but I've, I've never gone to work where i'm like oh dang it i don't want to go i think the cool thing about shields is just our shields culture is completely completely different than any other company retailer that i've ever been with or that's out there right now it's it's a very 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 hardworking atmosphere but then again it's also a it's a, it's a fun atmosphere it's it's hard to explain, but man, I'd say the Shields culture is going to be the number one thing. Um that's just super rewarding cuz not many people can go to work and say, "Hey, I can't go. I can't wait to go to work or ah, oh, I don't want to go to work or work sucked today." And so I I've never had that. I, I I I no lie, I've never had that where I've said something like that and where 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 I've where I, where I felt like that. And so I'd say long-term that's that's my biggest reward. Um I'd say second one is meeting people um man i've met a lot of people man i've met I, i've met famous people i've met just people from that drive 3 hours just to come to shields and just meeting those people man it's it's kind of it doesn't feel like work just going out and having a full conversation about life and mostly fishing and it's i mean that's that's everyone's dream man is to go i feel like to go out and just do something they love go do a job that they love or a job and a hobby they love. And it doesn't, it's not, it's not a job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're spot on, man. And I, I agree completely. You know, I mean, there's obviously days like I'll look at my to-do list and then it's just like, Oh man, I'm seriously overwhelmed here. But then, you know, you you look back at it and at the end of the day, like, I'm just talking about hunting and fishing all day. Like you, you can't be mad about that. You just oh, can't, yeah. you know, and it's so, so you, you kind of preface the whole, like meeting people and stuff. And, and I've talked with you a little bit about this before, but I'm, you know, I'm sure the, the viewers haven't heard this, but you've got, you've got a pretty good story about meeting a famous person. I'd like you to dive into that here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's do it, man. So before I tell you who it is, we'll go straight. Well, we'll, we'll start from the beginning. So it was one of those days where, man, it was, it was so packed Usually Sundays in Utah are pretty, pretty calm. There's not a whole lot of people out at, uh, out at the store. Everyone's at church, but man, it was, it was packed. Um, and so I'm just back in the archery department. I'm just doing a trade in for a bow. And um, one of our support ladies, the best support I've ever had, uh, Jen, she ends up coming up to me and my buddy, Isaac, who was the bow tech at the time was yeah. Uh, Post Malone's over there in uh, optics and me and Isaac, ah, we're going to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, But thanks, Jen. But <laughs> Jen doesn't lie. Jen's not a liar. <laughs> and that we didn't realize that at the time. And so we're like, huh. Because she walked back over to Optics and we were like, maybe she's not lying. And so me and Isaac go walk over and <clears throat> we're just kind of like too prideful. Like, oh, he's not going to be there. Um, We end up going into the Optics right next to our Leopold section. And, dude, my eyes blew up, man. Like it was... We ended up seeing Post Malone, but the first thing we saw wasn't Post Malone. The first thing we saw was a six foot eight, giant Polynesian. This guy was the biggest bodyguard you'll ever see in your entire life. That was the first thing we saw. And man, I've never felt intimidated like that. But man, he looked at us, saw our tags, smiled, and like walked because he thought we were helping him, like to help him with uh, assistance for like a scope or something. The bodyguard did, and he let us in. It was like, whoa you're a gentle giant, man. That's, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of crazy. And we ended up seeing post Malone and we're just staring. Like it was, now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to it. Me and Isaac were just staring. It was so awkward. I wish I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Uh, But Isaac, (laughs) Isaac Aleman, he swears to this day that he'd never said it. He said, Oh, I was just thinking to myself But Isaac comes up and says, Holy crap. You're freaking post Malone loud it was loud but he swears he never said it he was on the knock-on podcast and he's like yeah i didn't say anything i thought about it he did he's (laughs) lying
1: (laughs) oh that's funny so i mean like what did you do then
0: dude it was so isaac was like or so he's like oh can i postman was like hey can i get some help with these scopes and me and Isaac were like oh yeah we don't we don't sell these but let let us let us help you let's let's get you someone to get some help it's like sweet man and i'm like oh this guy's pretty cool and uh we end up just going back grabbing a guy and before we walk out because we didn't want to be a nuisance he's like hey where do you guys work and we're like our, our eyes is like oh we work in archery and he's like sweet man let's party i'll be there soon <laughs> something like that and it was like whoa this is my time <laughs> well, oh so seize
1: up, the moment bat
0: dude i took that and i ran with it man i he ends up coming in over to archery and i see him staring at the raven crossbows and everyone was all just taking pictures all of our associates were just like flabbergasted they were like oh my gosh just post malone in the sandy utah shields and man i saw that opportunity and i took it (laughs) (laughs) i had to give that man the shields culture somehow and i was going to be the one to do it so i went up to him and man i qualified him into two well ended up being two and then three ravens he he's like oh yeah what are these these are crossbows right and i'm like yeah these are ravens here's this this oh thanks man um yeah i'll take a couple i'm like what pretext raven 29 x's those are almost three grand and dude he just bought those and man that was the beginning of it he ends up walking over to broadheads bolts and funniest part was the broadheads party he comes up to. i have to keep in mind this is when i'm newer to archery um i needed help dude i didn't know what to do <laughs> and so i called i called isaac over and <clears throat> i'm like dude i need help i need help like right now and isaac was like that was his aha moment he's like oh yeah i'm gonna seize the day this is my time and he comes over and he's like uh, post malone asks isaac he's like hey what are those little knives that you throw on the very front of your arrows <laughs> and he's like oh broadheads he's like oh yeah where are they shows him it and instead of he had maybe 12 bolts instead of just grabbing 12 broadheads man he cleared the shelf he did the good little the the pull forward method where you put your hands in the very back of all the product on the peg and he pulled that thing forward all the into every last one into his cart <laughs> and so it was my eyes were giant. i'm like whoa this guy this guy's a baller man and then we ended up qualifying he's like yeah sweet man i'm gonna go shoot this into a tree will these pull out and we're like uh you don't you don't want to shoot him at a tree you want to shoot him at a target so we got him a couple targets that's where that famous shields post malone picture came from was next to our targets and mm-hmm. that was the beginning of it man
1: he yeah saying, well hey you know when you when you just do the hand sweep and you buy the entire section of broadheads you know you you can shoot into the tree because then you just unscrew the broadhead and you got like 200 left
0: <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> money is not a problem bolts for him are disposable
1: Oh yeah. That's just a wild concept. You know, like we've done a couple of posts like on social media, like, you know, you have, you have a hundred grand and an hour at Shields. What would you buy? You know, like people love to think about that. And I'd love to think about that too. Like, man, what would I do? But like Post Malone literally just went into the store and and did just that. (laughs) That was his, like,
0: it's kind of like, not even a throw it in the face, but man, it's like, that's his lifestyle, man. I wish I had that. I should have, gosh, I don't know that you're right, dude. Everyone. I mean, we've had him a couple, but mostly the shields outdoors. Like, yeah, here's you win this gift card, man. It was, it was insane. Cause it wasn't just archery. He mm. went into every, almost every section of the store said hi to the associates and just bought stuff. And the next part was dude, it was so King's camo is a big, big camouflage company for us here in Utah. They're, uh, they're right out of Linden, super close to our store. Um, we like to think that they're one of our biggest one of, one of our biggest vendor vendors for uh outdoor uh, camouflage wear. And so he ends up saying, Oh yeah, where's that Utah local stuff? And so we're like, Oh, I'm I, I walk him over there and he's like, Okay, sweet. Dude, I need help. I need you to grab every XL, two XL, and three XL you have and every single thing you have out here, and just throw it in a cart for me. Is that okay? I'll wait right here for you. <laughs> we can just talk. And I'm I'm like, holy cow. Like must be nice must be nice
1: yeah (laughs) i uh, I wouldn't mind doing that too
0: oh dude and it was he was getting ready to be a outfitter a guide outfitter dude he ended up getting eight pair five to it was eight pairs of crispies i put him into um he got all the camo he got hey man he got everything and my favorite 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 part was putting him into the fishing stuff so that's where i really got to know him i was with him for about two three four gosh i was with him for a couple hours uh, mostly just because I mean you know how it is everyone it's word of mouth and so everyone showed up at Shields wanting pictures uh, with him and so guess who had to take the pictures <laughs> and oh. so and up having to take all those photos for all these guys and girls and I don't mind it I probably would have done the same thing um, but that's where I kind of really got to know the guy man he's a super down-to-earth Awesome guy. I've met i I've met a few celebrities in my life, and he was by far the most cordial. He treated us he treated me like a person, like a friend. Like it wasn't like I was kind of just like a person he was going to forget. Like oh, I'm never going to see you again type thing. It was he really treated me like a person, and that's where I got to know him in fishing is because that's I'm sure he could tell that fishing for sure was my passion. That's what I was the most knowledgeable on. But man, he bought every NRX I owned, G NRX. He bought every Stradic at the time that I owned. He bought man, he bought everything. And then I walked him over to Frogs. That's kind of where I really dove deep into talking to him. Like I'm like, "Oh yeah, hear this. This this is really popular in Texas. If you ever go out there." And he's like, "Oh, I'm from Texas. This, that, and the other. I used to bass fish. Mom used to take me out. This, that, or Dad used to take me out. This, that, and the other." And man, it was awesome. He is a stand up guy. I think he ended up no disclosure, but a little bit more than two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in that store. Man, it was.
1: That is that was just. Nice. That is mind blowing, and it's so cool to hear just like how down to earth he is. You know, like you could, you could be whoever you want when you when you're making money like that, and just to to have him be respectful and and all that is just super cool to see. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? After we finish this podcast, and I get to like recording and stuff, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to throw up a Post Malone podcast and get myself rocking to that now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. The one on Joe Rogan is, and it was kind of weird, but man, it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad.
1: Nice, very cool We also had
0: another celebrity come in not too long ago. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Uh, so that, that the famous rapper Logic, I guess, came in and he was he was incognito mode. He had like a he had a, I think a Bass Pro hat on. We should have stole it from him and give him a Shield's hat, but no one yep, knew. It was absolutely, him. that
1: sounds like a perfect opportunity to get him into a Shield's hat instead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He comes in, buys a couple of guns and leaves. And one of the guys that was at guns was like, and then our hardline section was like, do you know who that is? And it was, yeah, man, it's, it's not every day. You just see a bunch of people, man. And it, it just shows them. I'm sure they've gone to a couple other places, didn't see stuff. And then they come to Shields, man. It's a one-stop shop. It's, we've got everything, everything.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, man. It sounds like, uh, sounds like Sandy's just the celebrity hotspot now. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm hoping, man. I am hoping.
1: Oh, very cool. So love that story. That is great. Um, you know, now that we're on stories, I want to hear your favorite fishing story.
0: Yeah, uh said it once, but like I guess it's not necessarily a favorite, but now that I'm thinking about it now at my age and my and where I'm at now, it's, it's my favorite because it's probably the funniest and it kind of changed me for life. And it just was a story about when i went fishing and so i guess to start out with is i maybe i'm not going to point fingers i'm not going to tell tell you that everyone does it but man there's a there's a good chunk of us fishermen that look into our other friends tackle boxes and say huh it's a good looking jig that's a good looking chatterbait you know and uh we end up just bar you know borrowing it tying it on and just leaving it on the rod until we leave you know that little little switcheroo type thing and <laughs> yeah. what that happened. Hey, I
1: tell you what, I'm guilty. I go fishing with my brother and, you know, like I lose a lure or something going there and like, oh, there's, a, there's that new purple ripping wrap. Oh, I like that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's insane. Everyone does it, man. And so my buddy Britton at the time, he had a spool of line. And, man, I was like, dude, never had braid before. Um, No, it wasn't. It was monofilament. I never had this one, it was a Sunline monofilament. It, it just had all these Japanese letters on it. And I'm like, oh shoot, I need some of that. And so I ended up stealing it from him cause he had like four or five spools of it that he got at clearance. And I ended up throwing it on this bait casting rod. And I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna catch the big fish. And so I go out to our little pond, they take a kayak out there and I'm just fishing. And out of nowhere, I'm throwing a swim jig. I think yeah, I think it was a swim jig. I skip into this tree, just your textbook cast, man. Like, oh, that's for sure going to be a spot where a fish is. And man, I set the hook like there was no tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And like we said earlier, anything, anything that seems big, reasonable, anything at three and a half, four, five, six, that's automatically a 10 pounder in my eyes. Oh,
1: absolutely. especially at the
0: age I was at. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. And I see that fish come within five, six feet away from me. I see him side me. You can see the side of him when he comes, kicks up, almost jumps out of the water. And this is where the karma kicks in. This is why you don't steal things from friends. My rod tip breaks. And then I'm like, what? Fish is still on, keep in mind. And then the level wind on my my reel, my big casting reel, stops working. It doesn't move left or right anymore to put my line on. And then, boom, my line snaps and... It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, dang it. I missed a fish like that second. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is karma, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yep, that's a 100 percent case of karma right there.
0: And it was like it sucked, man. And so that translated into everything. I promised myself I would never I never stole anything before that. But I just told myself I will never steal another lure. I'll never steal anything or do anything like that ever in my life. That was devastating, man. I've never seen. I'd, I'd never caught a fish like that, and fishing's my passion, man. And so it was. It's a funny little story to walk, look back on, and show, I guess a aha moment on why I don't steal, and no. uh, a dumb story if that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, entertaining though. You know, learning from experience and serious case of karma. What has me wondering though is like, if he's got three or four of them, why didn't why didn't she just ask for one?
0: You're right, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was a little weasel in that in, in that situation, man. I don't. I'm trying to think of how I, I'm. I was slick back in the day. I was a slick kid, man. I was trying to think of how I how I stole it.
1: Oh, funny. I, I'm you, assuming you I just
0: had a tackle bag, my tackle bag next to his, and I kind of just slid it on in there, and uh, I hit. It. Oh, never
1: that's again. Funny. You you could have avoided that whole karma thing. I I can almost guarantee your rod and reel would not have broke if you had asked a hundred percent, but you know, <laughs> then, then you wouldn't be telling this, then you wouldn't be telling this story on a podcast. So, you know, it it all works out in the end.
0: Oh, you're not wrong, man. Caught in 4k resolution on a 5g <laughs> network,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, great stuff. Great stuff. So, um, you know, how about, a how about a hunting story? You got, you have one of those for us?
0: Yeah. So I ended up going out, um, Pretty much my one of my first hunts, man. It was uh, with uh, one of our ASLs, Casey. Uh, he had a doe tag out in uh, Cedar Valley, such so just kind of near our south end of Utah, and um, ended up going out with him, man. And it was, it was a weird tag. We went out for two days, and dude, we couldn't find a single thing. We could not find anything but antelope, and so it was super frustrating the whole time. And so we ended up just thinking, I'm like, dude, what is the best possible way of just finding information without trying to sound needy, like, Oh, I have my tag, put me where a deer is, I can kill it and go home. I didn't want to come off it like that because hunting is probably one of the most hard. I would say that I, I've personally that I've seen with my eyes, probably one of the hardest men, mentally hardest things I've ever seen in my life, or ever done in my life. And so we ended up I, I wanted to be humble about everything. And so we ended up just saying, huh, maybe we should just call the, the animal biologist or the, the biologist for the area. Um, And he ends up saying, oh, yeah, go out and go to this, go to this field, ask this guy for permission. uh, If you can hunt there and you're solid. And we end up calling this guy and he was like 80 or 90 years old, man. And he was the funniest guy I've ever met in my life. He was like, oh, I need to draw. I need to go draw back my 80 pound bow and this, that and the other. And awesome guy. So we end up going there, man. And it was keep in mind. At Shields, man, we like to run all of us like to run the nicest stuff, man. We 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 know what's good, we we know what we like. And me and Casey, we were a sitka down to to the brim, man. We were out in the sitka. We had kings on man, we were we would we look like proper outfitters, man. <laughs> and it was so hot that me and him had to go out to or him and I had to go out to Walmart. We ended up buying some shorts and we just we had, man, it was, we had, we had basketball shorts on for, <laughs> for, for one full day, man. And it was just so embarrassing, but we end up, uh, sitting at this one spot for six, five, four or five. I can't, I can't remember the exact time hours. And, uh, he ends up seeing one man out of nowhere. We're, we're like, okay, we're going to split up. Shoot me a call. If you see anything. And within two, three minutes after we split up, I just hear that. I hear that bogo off and I hear that broadhead that grim reaper just smack that deer, man. And it was it was loud, man. I I, I was maybe 80 yards 80 to 100 yards away from him. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah."
1: He oh, put you got to lo- you got to love that sound if you're if you're an archer.
0: Oh, dude, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like it was I don't want to be like insensitive to some people, but man, this is I I don't know what it is about that sound. It was it was satisfying that maybe that's the proper word for it. Mm-hmm. And I hear him. He's like, Pat, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I come running over there a lot, dude. I was, <clears throat> I was wobbling on over there, rolling over there, man. And he's like, I, he, this guy, he, he, he kills, like he has killed plenty of deer in his life. And he's still to the point where he's still freaking out after he kills something, which is awesome. Never loses that passion or drive and stuff like that. And so, we up going here, covers it, and it was it was textbook. But man, the we ended up having a coyote run up on us. I mean, it was a couple coyotes were just around there. And when he was uh field dressing the deer, man, the the, the buck that it was with, that deer was with, ended up coming back. I so I I saw him about forty yards away. I could hear stomping because it was super quiet. Um, and he just it was weird how everything happened. Like everything came to us. Like there was coyotes, there's that buck, and then a bunch of dogs came up to us and it was weird but the mosquitoes and the flies were very prevalent very prevalent man I'm, I'm sure i got some tasty tasty blood but man they were they were out and about that day
1: oh that's crazy it's just so many incredible experiences and and you do your best to describe them but you know you just it's all those you had to be there moments and you know like oh, yeah you just have to be there you have to try it you have to get out get out and get after it and you know and and it doesn't matter like whether it's a doe or like the biggest buck of your life just that that excitement is nearly indescribable
0: it's like it wasn't even my hunt and i just you like you said you have to be there to understand like it's it's insane man you're a hunter. you you're right on the dot
1: Mm -hmm, for sure and yeah just being out there even if you're not the one pulling the trigger it's so fun I, i mean that brings me back to like opening weekend of uh, of mule deer season in the badlands last year like i tagged a pretty nice buck opening day and it, it was awesome just a straight rush but like my my hunting buddy you know he was up to bat the next day and you know like actually that the evening when i had gotten mine like we we located this buck and he was with a bachelor group like five good bucks you know like there was there was two that were definite like i want to shoot one of those two and then a couple that were like you know maybe we'll see they're all in full velvet and we put this stock on them and we get like pretty much two bow range and i'm running a camera at this point and um he ends up jumping over the fence into private oh. stuff it was like oh that is so brutal but then, you know, like, okay, we'll, we'll come up with a game plan. The wind is actually going to shift so we can come at them from the opposite direction in the morning, you know, get a good vantage point in glass, and hopefully we can find them. And we get to nearly the exact same spot the next day. And then all of a sudden, two of them pop out, and one of them's the big dude. Like, oh, that's the one we want. Oh, shoot. And we're in a spot where there's, like, there's no cover. So we just, like, straight, like dead drop straight to the ground like (laughs) right on our bellies like oh how is this deer not gonna see us but thankfully he's just like he walked the perfect path and then he got he got behind this one little rise so we could get high enough to like belly crawl and get up to him and my cousin my cousin was my hunting partner and he uh you know, he gets right up over the top of this ridge and I'm running a camera and I can see him and like, all of a sudden he's drawn back. I'm like, Oh, I can't get this deer in frame, but this is so awesome right now. (laughs) And yeah, he just, he ended up ripping him. It was so cool. Like I I was able to get the the camera shot of the deer, like running away and dropping and stuff. So it was, but man, I, I had just as much fun watching him in, in that moment of truth as I did even shooting my own deer.
0: Oh, I a hundred percent. just seeing the passion, man, Mm -hmm. uh, sharing passion from other people is it's awesome. It's, 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 it's humbling because it's not yours. And then uh, that's how I felt, but it's a humbling experience, but it's still awesome in a sense to where at first it's a learning experience, but second, it's, it's so awesome to see other people's drive that you have as well. Mm -hmm. And just to have a connection and just a sharing connection like that. It's awesome. It is awesome.
1: A hundred percent. Just, just unforgettable <laughs> memories out there, man.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. Hopefully next year. I thought about this year and getting an elk or over-the-counter elk tag. To wait till next year. I got a couple things that popped up, and so next year I'm gonna go. I mean, I'm gonna get into it.
1: You have to. Elk hunting is so fun. I mean, I, I've only went a couple of times but man, the rush, when you see one of them bulls come in, like how big those animals are. And like, I i went to a spot where they weren't very vocal. It was like high pressure public stuff. Like knowing now I probably should have, you know, got a little deeper into it, but it's just all that learning experience. But man, when you see an animal that big up close and personal, like <laughs> it's wild.
0: It's insane. I've seen them out there, but I've never been in a hunting situation where I've seen one man and I'm I'm getting the itch, man. Like there was a, I'm already starting to get jealous from some of these other guys, man. Some of our guys have done. Blaine is Blaine smacked a good mule deer. Um, gosh, who else has killed at our store? There's a couple other guys. Um, <laughs> I even got jealous one of our one of our guys, Neman, ended up smacking a grouse when they went out elk hunting, man. And I'm like, dude, I need to get out there, man. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting anxious on all this stuff, and so it's fun. It's it's a never ending passion. I'm starting to feel like we're a couple of us this year are going to get into target archery as well. And so, like I said, everything transitions For, first is your, 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 bow hunting. And now it's, what else can you get into that recurve, mm-hmm. man? There's, there's so many different tangents you can get into an in archery and it's awesome. It's an awesome community as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's just, there's just so much to do and just not enough time almost.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I've found I need to like, focus my passions a little bit it's like oh i want to get into reloading i want to get into long-range shooting i want to go archery hunting every weekend i want to do the fall fishing it's like now i have a couple of kids and it's like yeah you definitely can't do that every weekend you got to pick your <laughs> passions buddy
0: <laughs> that's how it is dude i'm telling you that's that is every shields associate has to have gone through that every single one i don't think there's a shields associate like work goes to work at shields and doesn't get into a hobby that they ne- they've never done or that they don't currently do Mm -hmm. it's it's a (laughs) it's a very addicting thing but not financially
1: yep it's a shields is such a fun yet dangerous place to work (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so some sometimes i wonder like if i'm even gonna get a paycheck at the end of the (laughs) at the end of the month you know it's like
0: it's a trading process in my eyes i trade hours on the floor and hours doing orders for a G Loomis NRX uh, and a Matthews V three thirty one. That's uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that little trade.
1: It's a it's a great trade. Take it any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh Pat. Well, great stuff. You know, we we appreciate your time. Uh, you know, speaking with us here. Um, what what can we expect from you in the future?
0: Oh man, big things coming. I'm hoping, man. Bass fishing for sure next year some hunting um and target archery like i said man me and a bunch of the other guys have got our setups getting ready to get built and that's going to be the big move if you want to get anything if you want to see everything and want to talk tackle or anything rods reels bait bows sights feel free to follow me at drop shot pad on instagram dm me dm mike mike knows a lot more than i do about archery but i'm always willing to talk about that stuff um Um,
1: but yeah absolutely all Mm. of it I'll be Yeah, all reach of it. reach out to us on social media. We're there. We love to talk hunting and fishing. You know, head to head to your local store too. You know, you can if you're near the sandy Utah Shields, stop in the fishing section. Go see Pat.
0: Oh man, I'll, I'll I'll put you on game, man. I'll show you how to I'll show you how to rig the proper drop shot, man. Show you how to get that good little Ned rig, the good trailers for the chatterbait, man. I'll I I do it all. Oh, I'll, I'll get you guys squared away.
1: Perfect. So all right. Well, thank you, sir. And, uh, you know, best of luck with your upcoming seasons.
0: Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you.
1: All right. Have a good one.
0: You too. See you later.
1: You just heard our segment with Sandy Shields, fishing manager, Pat Polipoy on hunting, fishing, meeting Post Malone and some of his favorite stories. If you have any needs for these upcoming seasons, make sure to stop by your local Shields. There's experts just like Pat at all of our stores ready to help you get ready for the season. If you like what you heard on today's segment, make sure to give us a follow on the listening platform you chose today. we got a new segment on the Shields Outdoors podcast every Friday, and we've got new content daily on our Shields Outdoors Facebook and Instagram pages. And with that... We want to thank you all for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors, on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.